Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Welcome back, folks. Beautiful morning out there. And I uh, want to encourage you to give Miss Sandra a call. Uh, not Sandra, Shira. Sandra was here last week, but it's kind of fun. We've had both of them here uh, recently. But uh, Shira's uh, got two lines available. Number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. Dennis in Peoria, good morning to you. Good morning. I was calling regarding a uh, Arizona ice tree that I'm trying to nurse back from the summer um, that almost killed it. Well, I've had two arbors tell me I should remove it, but one said that they said it's possible to save it. It's got probably 90% of the leaves dead, but there are about 10% those are coming back. Uh, they, they recommend to remove all the dead wood and to apply some stem mix trunk injections. Uh, I wanted to kind of get your opinion on that, if I'm throwing good money out the window or if this might bring this tree back. Dennis, how, uh, how old is the tree and how large is it? It was it was planted in uh, 19 years ago. It was a 24-inch box tree, so mm-hmm. it was pretty big. So, so it's, it's a big tree. It's, it's probably, uh, I mean, the, the trunk was probably 14, 15 inches across. Okay. At the bottom, anyway. And it's, it's probably 25 feet tall. Okay, so it really is not an old tree either, so it's kind of like prime health size. Is it a Fantex ash or just a straight Arizona, uh, or you know? It's the Arizona ash. Well, there's a lot of different cultivars oh. of Arizona ash, is this what I'm kind of asking. Is it a grafted tree? Can you tell right? Does it have seeds? Uh, it has. A, the, the one person referred to as earrings, like little seeds that drops every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it, I think if it's, it's a female tree, it'll have seeds. They'll, they'll fall off at every spring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I was told that it was a female tree. Okay. So, you know, it is a little messier than if you took it out and changed it because you could put a grafted tree in that's a male and you won't have to deal with those seeds. So that might be the opportunity to do that. However, you know, if you want if you want to save the tree, um, pruning all the dead wood off is in good order, okay? And you need the tree to come back this spring and be viable and happy. Now, you can do that using the tree's own root system, or you can put injections into the side of the trunk. And if the tree's really unhealthy, the injections probably would work easier because it might have lost some root matter. But uh, if you want to just kind of do it on your own, um, what you could do is go ahead and just cut off all the dead wood. You know, do you have branches there, Dennis, that still have wood, uh, have leaves hanging on them that are brown? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, in fact, the west side of the tree is pretty much the leaves are, are hanging on the branches. Mm-hmm. Some of the branches are quite large, I mean, three or four inches around. Uh, so you're talking about cutting off those big branches. At the, oh, yeah, at the, the whole top of the tree. Yeah, so basically everything that doesn't have green on it, cut it off. Well, everything that, and they, if they're leafless, okay, yeah. um, those branches might be okay. But okay, anything so. that's got leaves that are stuck to it, that wood's all dead. Uh-huh. You know, so if, if I were going to prune it, I would be, be, you know, just really butcher it. I would, I would take the whole top of the tree off and reform it and redo it. And, um, you know, I've been so unkind as to take a, an ash tree with a trunk the size of yours and cut it off at six feet, you know, and it'll, mm-hmm. it'll regrow and, uh, and come back out. But the one thing about it is you are, you're investing a lot of work into a tree that uh, is going to have seeds, which are kind of problematic going forward. But if those don't bother you, I would certainly have them go ahead and prune all the, all the dead wood off the tree. And you can either inject it or else you can fertilize it in the soil. Now, it's not going to use any fertilizer this time of year because it's dormant. 
You know, mm. So it's really not, it's through growing for the season. And, so don't fertilize it now. Uh, well, you're not going to get much benefit. You might build up yeah. the soil, but you know, even if it doesn't have much foliage on it, then it can't even with the injections really take much into it. And that probably won't happen until spring. And if it's an Arizona ash, you're probably talking, you know, somewhere late February, first of March before at least back out. Now the uh, uh, it's kind of odd. The east side of the tree is where most of the foliage, the, you know, the green foliage, and it's it's green, healthy, and well, uh, it, it's on, not on odd. It's, is this what happened? Is it cooked in the west side because it was too hot and didn't have enough water? Okay. You know, and that was the side that was in that afternoon sun every day when it was 125 out. Right. Do you have, it, do you have lawn around it or rock? Uh, rock on the east side, uh, concrete driveway on the west side. Okay. Well, that's another big part of your problem is that concrete driveway with all the reflected heat. You know, it was easily 150 degrees on that side of the tree. Yeah. So so it just basically tricked that. So, so any branches that have dead leaves still attached, I should remove. But if there's no leaves attached, that means it, it, they've fallen off. Uh, it's gotten dormant. So leave those and then crystal into the green foliage. Well, and the, and the thing you probably want to do, Dennis, is just, you know, kind of prune the whole tree back and re, reshape it. Uh-huh. You know, so that way it's going to be a more balanced tree as it comes out in the spring. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, the, the, the thing is, I, I'm not too concerned about what it looks like right now anyway. If it wants to get healthy, we might shape it. It's a tree that means a lot to my wife. I'm trying to save the darn thing. Well, the, uh, After yeah. I probably think directly to uh, die. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it means a lot to you. I think it's definitely uh, savable, you know. Yeah. But when after it loses its leaves, if you would prune it, you know, and prune the other part that's healthy now back, it's going to bud out some more on the other side of the trunk, somewhere down uh-huh. lower, and it'll come back and balance itself. I see. And that's well, why we the, want to prune the other side back that's green as well. Well, most of the part that's green is from about where the where the trunk comes up about, oh, roughly six feet, and then it starts branching out. Mm-hmm. It's at that point where it starts branching out from there, maybe going up uh, from that six-foot level up to maybe 10 feet or so, okay. uh, 10, 10, 12 feet or so. That, that's that on the east side. That's where the, where the green leaves are. Okay. And what it can do, it, it can put out more green leaves around the other side, too, somewhere on the side of the wood. And it'll grow, cover that up, and in three or four years, it can make a really healthy, pretty tree again. Mm-hmm. But it's going to no. take major pruning. Now, this, this injection stuff, uh, is that something that you sell at your store? So I can just go and say, uh, you know, I would recommend to use this. Uh, you, you you could use, actually, you don't have to inject it. I mean, this is easily, you could just use a good balanced fertilizer like a citrus food. Yeah, years ago you told me to put citrus food on it. So just that, that citrus food that I've used before, mm-hmm. uh, that type of stuff. Okay, yeah. so, so citrus tree food is good for it. Yep. Okay, but what you said, wait till February to do that. Yeah, yeah, there's no point in doing it right now because it's going to lose its leaves here fairly soon. I'll tell you what, if you'd send us a picture of the tree on the website, I can give you some more information too. Okay, I'll do that. Thanks, uh, is there a website or something? Is it, just look up Whitfield Nursery. You can, you can okay. find us. Okay. I thank, appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Nancy and Gilbert. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning. Merry Christmas to, to you, you as well. Yeah. Um, have bugs. Have a bug problem. Um Mostly we've got aphids on our collards mm-hmm. and uh, would like to know how to get rid of them. Well, you know, it's going to get cold enough. You shouldn't have as much problem going forward, but safer soap would be a good one. You know, and it's just a soap basically that suffocates the aphids. And what uh, kind of soap is it's it? called safer, S-A-F-E-R. Um, safer you, soap. Uh-huh. Oh, you, okay. can actually, you can actually, though, even use like some Dawn dish soap. That's and, uh, you know, basically you yeah. can spray it on a little bottle and it suffocates them. And it can work yeah. pretty well. And that way you can easily wash it off, too. And uh, okay. as you get because with the collards, you're going to eat the greens. So. But uh, yeah. if the yeah. weather gets colder, the aphids will go away, too. There's just a certain... They you will. Know, well, they love the weather we had last week. I mean, 80, 80 degrees in an aphid that's in heaven. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got another question, too. We've got two red push pistache trees, and we water it 50 gallons every three weeks. What would you say would be the correct watering for them? Well, if a, a small tree, 50 gallons would be enough. Uh, this time of year, there's not really much reason to water them. You know, once every three weeks or once a month's fine. Uh, it's not going to be yeah, overwatering. Yeah. In the summer next year, when it's really hot, you know, I'd water them probably every two weeks. But they, they pistachio, weeks. pistachios don't like to be wet, and sometimes we have fungus and different problems by keeping them too wet. So they work well on yeah. the drier side. And if you'll water them once more, you know, real well between now and the end of the year, uh, they probably Got won't it. need water again till March when they're ready to leaf out. Okay, great. But well, I, thank you very much. Nancy, the, the only thing thank is I don't think 50 gallons is enough. Oh, you don't? How, how large is the tree? How large is the tree? Um, I'm asking my husband. It must be uh, eight feet. Eight feet. Okay, so it's a young, yeah, that, that's a young tree. That that's plenty of water then. Yeah. Okay. Great. Right. Now thanks, good. thanks, Thank Nancy. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, Dave in North Phoenix. Good morning, Dave. Hey. Good morning, Brian. I have a single trunk bottle tree that I started some seed six months ago. Mm-hmm. It's now three feet tall, and I'm just wondering when to clip the leader to uh, start the side branch? Well, it depends on what form you want to grow it in. You know, there's a lot of different uh, variation, genetic variation to bottle trees, too. And some weep more and some are more vertical. And, and there's like the turkey track type leaf and the rounder leaves on them. But um, you really have to determine what you want the tree to do. Now, you're growing it in a container, I take it. Yes. Okay. Are you going to plant it in the ground somewhere? Um, I haven't decided that yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Basically the, um, I grew up with bottle trees, uh, in my front yard when I, you know, in my childhood. But Mm -hmm. anyway, uh, basically the, um, form that I'm looking for is years ago, bad storms would come through Phoenix and they would naturally, um, take the leader out and that would start their traditional caliendra, if you will, form that bottles do. Sure. And anyway, that's the form that I'm looking to eventually accomplish. Well, I, I would say somewhere, Dave, to, to take the top of it up between you know, two and three feet. So you're probably about ready. Okay. Yeah, I was, I've been going back and forth in my mind about <laughs> whether to do it right now or wait till late February, March. And I just wanted your uh, opinion. Well, that that's, it doesn't matter if you just, it's not going to grow much anymore for the season now. Okay. So it's, it's yeah, about through growing, <laughs> but it'll, uh, it'll kick in with a vengeance in the summertime. You know, they really like the heat, but, um, at any rate, yeah, if you want that kind of form, I, I would start probably between two and three feet off the ground, just clip the top out. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and clip it out, uh, very soon. Well, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you can wait and do it when it's going to be actively growing. So if you wanted to wait and clip it out in April when you're going to start to see the tree take off and grow again, uh, you could do it then, too. Yeah, I think I'll do that because I'm real reluctant to do it right now because everything is just so asleep. Mm-hmm. Well, the other, the other option is, you know, you could always, uh, you know, go to the store or something and uh, have somebody do it for you, you know. <laughs> that would be awesome because I really don't want to do it. I can, I can tell. <laughs> like I said, I, I started this tree six months ago from seed, uh-huh. and I did it out of curiosity. Well, bottom As trees I, used to be real popular here, and they're they're definitely a drought tolerant, you know, pretty tree. But uh, yeah, back in the seventies and eighties, they were very popular. 
Yeah, we used to sell probably 500 a week back in the 70s. Dave, thanks for calling and enjoy your holiday season. Have a great weekend, my friend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, let's see. We're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we do have three lines available. Number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Yes, you'll be calling Shira. Uh, The number to call again, 602-277-5827. Can you tell me? Sunday morning here in Sunny Slope with the sun all over the hills. Gorgeous blue skies as well. We do have one line still available. Number to call 602-277-5827-277. KTAR. Mike and Scottsdale. Good morning. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Merry Christmas. To you as well. Thank you. I just got my tree at your lot. uh, Your crew was friendly and happy and great looking trees. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, two quick questions. My yellow bells, orange blossoms and such. Can I cut them back today? I got a little ambition. <laughs> you that... can. They're, now they're going to look like whatever you cut them to until probably February. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Right. And so like, uh, it, so it doesn't matter if it wouldn't hurt them if I did it, it just would look, they were going to look kind of cut back. So. Exactly. And then they're not going to change okay. until it warms up. So, I mean, whenever, whenever you cut right. them to right now is where they're going to be, uh, until spring. So maybe I'm losing my ambition. But how about my ficus? Uh, I got a ficus hedge. Mm-hmm. Can I, it's gotten a little uh, unruly. Can I can I trim that back today? Or is well, that you, you right can, time? Mike, but it's probably not the best time um, because it can freeze. You know, we haven't had a freeze in okay. years, but this is a time we can. So ideally, you'd prune that ficus back. It's just right after the frost danger's over. So usually the middle of February. Okay. Hey, I get to watch football today, all right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, Brian. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for the show. Yeah, thanks for coming out and seeing us. Bye, Mike. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Becky in Florence. Good morning, Becky. Good morning. How are you? Joy in the morning. It's, it couldn't be any prettier. This is a, I get to look at my favorite mountain every Sunday when I'm in the studio. That's awesome. Um, I have several problems. I live in Florence, have a lot of landscaping, but uh, I have a star jasmine. They're, they've been in about three years. They're on the north side of the house. And when it rained, that big rain, they got a, like a fungus on them. I think it's little white specks all over them, and they lost about 50% of their leaves. They're still alive, and they're still the little white specks, and I want to know what to do. Well, I'm just wondering if that little white specks might not be some scale, too, or like an insect on it. Um, 
Because I don't oh, really. Oh, you think it might be? Yeah. So what it, I would it, just it hit go, right after it rained. Yeah, go out and try to smash them and see if they bleed. That's how you can always tell an insect. You know, if you get a little little juice comes out of them, then it's probably a scale. And for scale this time of year, I would spray them with malathion uh, mixed with a little bit of oil, like Volk oil, and it just kind of suffocates okay. the scale. And it's pretty effective. But it kind of sounds like scale. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I got you completely on the wrong track. Okay. And then I have a couple um, ski trees. Mm-hmm. Most of the mine are fine, but some, the bark starts like splitting and they get huge lumps of sap. And what causes that? Well, what happens, Becky, is last summer when it was exceedingly hot, they didn't have enough water. Okay. And there's an insect called a flat-headed boar, this little beetle that lays its larva there, and it drills into the trunk and it it kind of feeds in around the cambium layer. And if you ever hike out in the desert, you'll see mesquites that are just kind of a down, dyed to the ground. They're kind of riddled with holes and they'll come back up. So the tree's natural defense is to basically drown those little guys in sap, and that's what it's trying to do. But this time of year, mesquites are going pretty dormant. Okay. So you might want so to. So it won't do good to overwater it. I mean, I was going to water it a little more than the rest of the trees. Well, that, that, would, that would be good to water it. And I'll tell you, this time of year, you might want to go ahead and pick up some systemic insecticide. So, you know, there's a. This insecticide is made by bear that uh, have an active ingredient of inonochloropid. And if you'll put that on the tree, it goes into the tree system and makes it uh, toxic to the boars. And then just next summer, just make sure when it's really hot, that's when they really need to water the mesquite trees. Okay. Okay. That explains why that's happening. Okay. And then I have a lady banks rose that, man, I've done everything. I've fertilized it and done this and that. It's lost almost all its leaves, but it's still alive. They have little tiny green leaves. And this time of year, what do I do? Just give up and tell? No, don't give up because it can still grow, come back and grow. So I would go ahead and fertilize it right now. Okay. And just okay, like I a did 10, 10, 10, I fertilized it. Yeah. How, how okay. long ago did you feed it? Uh, about a month ago. Okay. It wouldn't, wouldn't hurt to feed it again. Okay. And uh, okay. spring's coming, and it should grow fairly fast in the spring. It's going to go very slow right now because it's the weather's cool. And the daylights are, you okay. know, hours or less daylight. So go ahead and feed it again. And you know, I'd water it probably once every week to 10 days. How long has it been planted, Becky? Uh, it's about three years. It's been there quite okay. a while. Yeah, and so. it was doing fine. Yeah. Well, it was just a tough summer. Know, the heat got it this summer. Yeah, the heat must have. It did, and it probably and it didn't have enough foliage to protect itself. So, you know, give it a good deep irrigation once every two weeks or so for right now. And uh, then just be prepared to water more in the summer. Okay. And it, Florence, our ground doesn't seem to be as, it's pretty much silt. Mm-hmm. But I've cut my plants back to like once a week watering. Yeah. For about like 45 minutes. Does that sound about right? Well, that, that that's even probably more than they need if they've been in for three years. You could probably do it once every two weeks. Um, but I don't know what size emitters you have or how much water they put out. But ideally, Becky, when you're watering, you want the yeah. water to go to about two foot deep. So you probably want to put four or five gallons on a shrub. Okay. So make sure your, okay. your emitters are putting out that much water. But every two weeks is probably plenty often for this time of year. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I enjoy your show. Thanks, Becky. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next we have, uh, looks like, Haim in North Phoenix. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a Lacroix tree I just uh, recently uh, planted. I'm familiar with the fruit, but I'm not familiar at all uh, taking care of the tree. 
Okay. Well, it's a little hard here for, for loquats. This isn't, you know, prime country. We just get a little too hot in the summertime. So ideally you would have it like on the east side of the house so that it's shaded by the house in the afternoon or the east side of a large tree. And um, uh, it's not, okay. but I'm willing to shade it uh, during the summer. Okay. So you'll need something to give it some afternoon protection and afternoon shade in the summertime. And uh, once it gets big enough, they'll, they'll take the heat better. But um, so whether you plant a tree or you put up a, a shade screen or something from the west side in the afternoon sun, it's going to need some protection. Uh, aside from that, you're going to treat it a lot like a citrus. You know, you're going to deep water it this time of year, probably every, every two weeks. Or if it's a real young one, you can still water it once a week. It won't hurt it. And fertilize it with like a citrus fertilizer, and it should do fine. I'm just wondering, how come you cannot uh, find uh, the fruit anywhere in the valley? Well, it's not really grown commercially. There, you know, we had a, a big uh, loquat at our house, and it used to be a lot of fun. We used to have a peacock that would come over every morning and eat the fruit off the bottom of the tree and would eat some of the fruit. But it's just not as common here. And the biggest reason probably why is because they do suffer from the heat. So if you had the ability to move it to the eastern exposure, I think you're going to have much better luck. Well, it's going to be uh, in full sun, probably exposed uh, uh, during the day. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just don't think that's an ideal location for a loquat. Yeah, that's the only place I had uh, I could plant it. Well, but if you anyway, plant if you planted another tree to the west of it, you know, that would yeah. shade the loquat, or you even kind of mix them together. You know, for example, like a lemon tree that would grow fast and shade it, um, that would really help the loquat a lot. All right. I appreciate very much your your help. Thank you very much. Well, have fun. Good luck to you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Uh, let's see. Next, we got Jack in Scottsdale. Hello, Jack. Good morning, Brian. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Uh, hey, got one question. I've got a fairly large mesquite. Uh, it's been planted for probably between 40 and 50 years, and uh, it's kind of getting out of hand. It's much, much larger than we'd like it to be. And uh, I'm wondering, is this a good time of the year to, to, to trim it back severely? I, I'd like to take it back like maybe Oh, gosh, 50%. You, can, you, can, you could do that, Jack. It's not going to hurt the tree to do it any time. So you could trim, it. You okay. could trim it now or you could trim it. You know, most people prune mesquites usually late, uh, well, early spring, let's say, probably like March, April, you know, and that's, uh -huh. that's kind of the norm. But it's just going to look pruned back for right now, and we really don't have much wind threat or anything. So if you like right. the way it looks now, I'd leave it alone and then prune it just before it starts to grow in March. Wait just until it's going to grow. That'll be about March, you say? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's all I had. I just was looking for the optimum time. All right. Not far away, Jack. I can take it back, I can take it back that far, can't I? Oh, yeah. You could, you know. It's, it's amazing in nature. You know, everything wants to live. You know, and trees yeah, really right. want to live. And, and mesquite right. trees are ones that, you know, we had the other call where the boars attacked. If you go hike around the desert right. and look at native mesquites here, you'll see that they right. went through wars and they've died back to the ground. And they've come back up. and But they have an uncanny ability to grow and regenerate whenever it's hot and there's water around. Okay. I'm glad to, to know that. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jack. Bye-bye. Okay.
Bye. Ian, we're going to, well, yep, yep, he's here. Yes, folks, he's here. Troy Barrett is in the studio. We're going to find out what's happening. And in the meantime, uh, we have Shira back here, and she would just line you up, and you could be in right after the news. All you have to do is give her a call at 602-277-5827. That's 277-KTAR for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, <laughs> here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. <laughs> Douglas and the late Dinosaurer. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. Hanuman's <laughs> half Jewish, Goldie Hawn's half too. Put them together, what a fine looking Jew. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a fun song. Anyway, welcome back to the Whitfield Nursery uh, Garden Show, folks. We do have three lines available. Number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Jim and Mesa. Good morning, Jim. Good morning to you. I'm guessing you must have been a disc jockey in another life. No, I just love music, you know. And, yeah, uh, and you it, good it, music for the show. I enjoy it. Well, I had a father who could sing and a grandmother who could sing and a grandfather who could play instruments. And for me, I just have to listen to somebody else, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't yeah, torture anybody in this audience by singing to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I enjoy your show and, and the music as well. A uh, couple of questions for you. I have a fence post cactus that's done so well, robust, lots of arms. Uh, probably 10, 12 feet tall. But one of the arms is now starting to deflect and sort of fall. Um, any Anything I should be worried about? No, Jim, you might even have to ta- end up taking that arm off. It's probably okay. some damage uh, from the heat that happened this summer. And, and the yeah. drought. you know, we've lost a lot of big saguaros around town. And uh, if you go to down by Ajo and look at the cactus down there, I mean, they really get beat on whenever it's dry. Oh, but. So, you know, that arm might end up having to be removed, but I would just kind of watch it and see what it does, especially through the spring. And then just be prepared if you need to just take that one arm off, because what's nice is they're a branching cactus and uh, they'll come back and balance themselves out. And so just uh, some kind of a saw, any sort of 
a protective coating for the cut spot? No, it'll just callus over, so it's not a problem at all. And uh, okay. just some kind of saw, and be careful that you know if they do fall when you cut them. Yeah. And they're heavy, I found out. <laughs> they're very heavy. You know, we've moved some really large specimen cactus like that. When we first started, we were just unaware of how few roots, because we've done a lot of other trees before, how few roots and how hard it was to brace the plants up and move them because the the amount of weight they have above the ground. Oh, sure. Um, my other question is, I've got a, I have two pygmy palms in my front yard, probably been in the ground for maybe three years. And just won't grow. They, more, they stay more, more water, green mostly. More water, more fertilizer. They're they're okay. not they're and not the been... fastest uh, palm tree. Okay. More water, more fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Not this time of year, though. Um, you know, it's really going to be most important for them in the summertime. You know, the pygmy date palms okay. come from Laos, so they're they're a tropical palm. And while they'll thrive here in our desert, they'll grow a lot faster. You know, with probably weekly watering in the summertime and monthly feeding. Very well. I'll, I'll try to get them to grow. <laughs> All right, Jim. Um, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Love your show. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for being part of it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next, we have Ralph in Phoenix. Good morning, Ralph. Good morning. How are you doing? Joy in the day. Couldn't be any prettier. <laughs> hey, I took your advice and bought one of your Tangelo trees, mm-hmm. the 36-inch. And we had it planted uh, oh, three days ago, and the uh, the lower branches are dragging the ground. When is a good time to trim them branches to where I don't have them dragging the ground? Well, you can prune them up a little anytime. So if you want to prune them up, oh, you know, maybe a foot or so. But it's healthy, Ralph, to leave those branches, you know, within about a foot of the ground so that they shade and protect the trunk. And the tree will grow much faster right. if it's protected that way. Yeah, no problem at all. And when uh, I was talking to somebody about uh, marrying a lemon branch into that tree, mm-hmm. is that feasible? Or yeah, absolutely. When do the when do you do that? Uh, you want to do it when the when the tree's growing fast. So usually it's about May, and we'll do grafting classes. But if you want to come down, we can give you some buds and uh, show you how, and you can you know come bud some other varieties into it. My grandfather once had a tree with twenty two varieties there at the nursery Glendale. Oh wow! They they say that a lemon tree is real a hardy tree. It won't take over my tangelos, will it? Well, I, you know what? I would probably put in with a tangelo because the lemon is the fastest growing of all of all the citrus. Okay, but a Meyer oh. lemon, which is a hybrid lemon, so it's a cross between a mandarin and a lemon, is going to grow somewhat slower. They get much bigger than I thought when we planted our grove. But uh, they're going to grow somewhat slower. And so all it does to make a, a cocktail tree like that and put different varieties, Ralph, it just takes you some time to pay attention and a lot, not let it take over. So after oh. the lemon's been in for a few years, you know, you might want to be pruning it pretty regularly, maybe, you know, a couple times a year. Right. All righty. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Ralph. They appreciate the business as well. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next, we've got Walt Sun Lakes, but after Walt, it's wide open, and we got about uh, 20 minutes left. We have the lovely Shira here on Phones and Music. Just give her a call, and you can be after Walt. The number to call is 602-277-5827, 277-KTR. You know, and Shira is a big part of the help with all this music that happens, too. You know, the, we, we have a lot of fun doing it together. Uh, let's see. Walt, good morning. Good, good morning, Brian. Got two questions. First one, we've got a uh, 
a, a lime tree, what's that called, Mexican lime? Mm-hmm. And uh, this summer, the southwest corner of it, we had it trimmed last year. A guy that's supposed to know what he did, and he, he, he so much of the branches was exposed. So about a third of the tree now was is dead. And I trimmed that out, and I was wondering if getting an old like the uh, umbrella that you'd use over a picnic table and put on that southwest side, if that would help not get burned the rest of the tree. And then you just mentioned uh, grafting. Is there something that could be grafted in there that would fill that dead spot? Well, the tree's going to come back, uh, well, balance itself out, you know, naturally. Yeah, so I I wouldn't be too concerned there. But what I would do is I would protect the wood on the trunk on the west side from the sun. I I painted it last year white, most of the tree. White's, White's better than nothing, but a wrap is better than white. Okay, it's like the difference between sunblock and a shirt. So, um, but, but, but it, it's uh, probably a forty-year-old tree. So, mm-hmm. how would you wrap in between? Just get some burlap but, or a towel, you know, and just wrap up that but, side. But the stickers are so long. <laughs> well, I know it's a Mexican lime, especially. You know what's funny? The older ones, like in our lemon groves. Now I can remember as a young man picking lemons. Now as a kid picking lemons, uh, our trees were so thorny. And the ones we have in the groves right now, while they have thorns, are nothing like our old ones were. But no, whatever you well, can do, Walter. Some of them are an inch long. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, by, by pruning the other side of the tree back more, you should encourage more growth on the side that's devoid of foliage. And it might be that some of that wood's actually completely cooked on that side of the tree. But if you'll let it come out, it will come back and balance itself. And anything that comes out on that side that uh, is open and exposed, let it grow. And then the next question is, we've got a Washington orange mm-hmm. table. And uh, the guy took it all off the bottom, so I got about four or five feet from the ground. I painted that all white last year. The ones that are sprouting right at the bottom, should I leave those keep growing? No, you want to make sure that uh, anything, let's just say the bottom foot. So anything in the bottom foot that comes up is most likely a rootstock, so you want to take those off. Take those off, okay. And um, last year we had 187 oranges on it. I think I count 34 yesterday. Well, that's farming, buddy. <laughs> partly, partly the heat and partly the well, heat. Yeah, you know, I and, I, and I got to tell you, we, we kind of pruned our, our Meyer Lemon Grove a little too late because we were getting the crop off late last year, and we completely destroyed our crop of Meyer Lemons for this year. So, But there's next year, you know, and, and now we're going to be done earlier harvesting so we can we can prune earlier. And am I supposed to cut the water back now or should, because it's so dry, let it you still get the same well, amount? No, realistically, in, in Sun Lakes, I'd be watering at the maximum about every two weeks. But if you want your navels okay. to be better, you probably could get away with once a month. Well, that'll help us? Yeah. Well, that'll make the fruit sweeter. Oh, okay. You know, oranges are kind of like watermelons. You know, that sugar content, if if you put too much water in a watermelon, you know, and and pick it that way, uh, it doesn't have the sugar content. But if you let a watermelon get dry or an orange get dry, the sugar, what we call the bricks is the sugar content, that goes up a lot. So um, this time of year, like in our mature growth. We got to head to church, but you have a Merry Christmas and thanks for your help. You as to you too. Listening to your show. Well, thanks for being part of it, Walt. Have have a good day, church. Thank you. Bye bye. You too. 
Uh, let's see, we're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we do have three lines available. We have the lovely Sherry here for the last break in the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show this morning. And uh, give her a call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Time. I'll invite you out to Whitfields, folks. Whitfields, you know, we grow trees, all kinds, all sizes. You want to give that perfect holiday gift, we've got a tree for you that we can deliver and plant and guarantee. Whether you're looking for citrus or shade trees or palm trees or if you're looking for beautiful poinsettias, we have those. We have fantastic wreaths and greens. We have the best garland I've ever seen. And um, if you mention it on the sh- if you mention when you go to the nursery that we have the big boxes of garland that are 25 feet long, we'll give you $25 off. So give give you the big boxes for 100 bucks, and it's very wonderful special garland with great fragrance and nice mix. But we have great Christmas trees. Our original store, my grandparents' Adobe House, is at 824 East Glendale. We're in the East Valley at Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe. Or 26470 Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue, straight south of the Sky Harbor Airport. And we have a big Christmas tree lot on Bell Road and 64th Street, right next to the Hansons. Hansons have been great friends for years, and they let us use our lot there. Uh, Whitfield Nurseries, have, we have trees from 4 foot to 14 foot, from Nobles and Frasers to, we have some Silver Chips and Grands and Douglas uh, and Nordmans, yep, that, all those varieties, fresh cut, beautiful trees, uh, should make it through Epiphany. And if you're going to keep one later than that, we do have those silver tips. And I've had them in my backyard until my wife made me take the pet tree away. At Woodfields, uh, we've been growing trees here now in the valley for four generations and invite you and your family to come out and see us. See, back to the phones, we have uh, Mark and Chandler. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Two quick questions, both more just out of curiosity. My grapefruit tree, a couple times a year, I'm what are these little grape-sized purple things on the ground? I don't see them falling from the tree anywhere. I don't see them on the tree, but along the base, in the dirt, there's these purple grape-sized things. I haven't picked it up to examine them too closely. Have you seen them before? Well, Mark, what it probably is is probably the uh, fruit that's dropping. That That's pretty common to happen in May in June. So when the weather changes, a lot of that small fruit will drop and then it'll you know, eventually turn brown, but starts off dark green and okay. changes colors. I don't even see them on the tree. The second question, more just out of curiosity, in this season of kindness, do you think Santa knew that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was being bullied? <laughs> well, you know, Gene Autry was such a wonderful Arizona guy here. And whenever I used to do the morning stuff, they had his wagon wheels there behind the gate down at Channel 10. And uh, so I, I think Mr. Gene Autry loved Rudolph. 
And he goes, you know, the other reindeer, they laughed and they called them names, and Santa just sat there. And, you know. Yeah, but then, but then look what happened. He got to be the lead dog. Yeah. You know? He, he, he could dance. Off. Yeah. <laughs> you have a great Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Never, never pick on a run. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Marcus and AJ. Good morning, Marcus. Hey, how's it going? Oh, enjoy the morning. So I listen to you every morning on the way to work, which I'm doing and now. I'm, now I'm almost to work. Uh, I got a new gardener. He put in some winter grass. It looks amazing. Everybody says how amazing it looks. I think he's watering it too much, though, like four times a day. How long has it been planted? Um, October-ish. Oh, yeah. Beginning no, of October. Yeah, you, you can back off the water lot now. I mean, that that is... So right now, you well, what I, what I would do, because it's not going to be rooted very deep if he's been watering that way all along, I would uh, yeah. I would combine two of those time cycles into one. Okay? So okay. I don't, I don't, uh-huh. it might be just running it for like two minutes or something now, Mark. But, um, okay. So you need, to, you need to get water down deep enough where you can get water in the ground. So about a half inch of water, if you want to put something to measure it, about a half inch of water. Okay. And then probably you could start off with going every third day. And as it gets colder, oh, you can wow. probably get it to once a week. Okay. Sounds great, man. I appreciate it. Hey, have a good day. You too, man. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Mandy and Chandler. Hello, Mandy. It's actually Andy. Oh, hi, Andy. <laughs> yeah, you didn't That's sound right. like much of a Mandy, but you never know, you know. <laughs> hey, um, I was just out here getting ready to do some yard work in the backyard. My son asked me about our um, our citrus, that they haven't been putting any fruit out for the last couple of years. Um, they were grown from seed. My mother-in-law planted them uh, in a container, and then I... I put two of them in the ground and this third one recently just haven't seen any fruit on them at all. Well, Andy, here's the problem is that, uh, you know, the citrus is all grafted. So they're all clones. And um, when when you grow them for seed, you never know what you're going to get. You might have the best citrus in the world. You might not have any fruit. You might have fruit in 10 years instead of three years and a lot of different things. So you have two options. Number one, you can just be patient and see what happens. Or number two Uh is next summer you can graft onto them and you could put different varieties and use those for rootstocks. Yeah, I heard that question earlier. I think that might be the way I go. But uh they're, they, once I put two of them in the ground, they just took off. They're 10, 12 feet tall. And the third one that I just planted last year is about six feet. So they're growing like crazy. They're just not producing anything. Well, and they, and they may or may not produce. Are they lemons or what are they? I, it, they could be key lime. It's either key lime, lemon, or orange because that's what we had in our old yard. And that's what my, my mother-in-law um, was saved. She she saves the seeds and then replants. Well, as fast as they're growing, I would think that they're probably lemons. Okay. They'll, they'll grow a lot faster. But at any rate, you okay. can graft, um, you know, other lemons onto them. Or you could, you know, you can go back to the old house and take some of the, the same buds off the other trees and, and just bud them and they'll be fine. Okay. Well, hey, one other thing. I'm, I live here at uh, Warner and McQueen, so I went up to your yard just down the street. Mm-hmm. And... uh what a peaceful time just to walk around and look at stuff, even though I didn't buy anything that day. It's it's just nice to walk around and look at the varieties of everything you have. You have good employees that were very friendly and um, just wanted to say it's peaceful being there. Well, thank, thanks for visiting us. And if you ever need something, come on back. Or oh, if you yeah, just want to yeah, come cruise around, come on and cruise around. Andy, have a nice holiday. Take care.
Okay, Merry Christmas. Merry Bye. Christmas to you. Uh, Richard, uh, good morning, Richard. Good morning. How you doing? Enjoying the day. <laughs> Ain't we all? Um, we were in San Diego a while back. My wife fell in love with Jack Arandas, mm-hmm. and she's been pestering me to get a few. I live down by Whetstone, which is by Huachuca City. We're about 4,200 feet. You're going to be Will too cold, Richard. That no, you're, you're going to be too okay. cold. Yeah. I'll tell you what you can get for her, okay. though, that she'll really like. You can get her a Sephora tree, and it has purple flowers, and it smells like bubble gum, and it'll do fantastic there. Sephora? Uh-huh. S-O-P-H, or call it a Mexican um, or Texas um, Mountain Laurel. Okay? I got to let you go because we're out of time. Oh. But uh, Texas Mountain Laurel okay, have purple flowers you. and smell fantastic for her. But Bye-bye. Hey, I'll take Lindsay and B. I'll take you all off the air. Appreciate the calls today, folks. And uh, hope you enjoyed the program and enjoy each other. And uh, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, or whatever holiday you like to celebrate. And come out and see us for the best Christmas trees on the planet. I think that we do have the best Christmas trees we've ever had. And a variety of sizes. But, you know, the main thing for the season is remember to love all those who we disagree with and all the different cultures and all the different thoughts and ideas. We're in the greatest country in the world as long as we keep it that way. And it's by loving each other and working as a team that makes this country special. And, uh, it's a country built on immigrants and a lot of natives that were here before the immigrants. But, uh, you know, how we work together is going to make us successful. And uh, how we argue and disagree is, is never going to help. We'll be back with you next Sunday. Enjoy the day. And come see us if you need a perfect poinsettia wreath, Christmas tree, or just want to come visit and smell the air.